Everybody, we have news. November of 2024, we are going to Cape Cod, Massachusetts to treat folklore and evermore by Taylor Swift as sacred. I'm so excited to lead this pilgrimage. These albums are such a different space for Taylor, where instead of being about litigating a tabloid narrative that's been created around her and her life and asserting her own perspective, this was about her reinterpreting her own feelings and experiences through fictional lenses. And so we get to meet all of these characters, and some of them are like con men who fall in love with other con people. And others are like depressed middle-aged people who are like, if this is the best I can do, (laughs) work with me here. And I am so excited to sort of talk about the kind of art that you get to create when you have privacy and you're free from scrutiny and self-examination. I'm so excited to explore all of that at the beautiful auto camp where everybody is going to have a private 1950s Airstream that's been converted into like a luxury hotel room complete with your own bathroom. It's just like the best glamping situation you could possibly imagine. Which I've just wanted to glamp my whole life. I'm so excited. Everybody, this is going to be November 8th through 11th in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. You can find out more by going to readingandwalkingwith.com. Hi, Vanessa. The last time I saw you, we were hugging goodbye in a train station in Sussex. Oh, what a beautiful time. Because that's how we met. We met on a pilgrimage, but you had very different colored hair. It looks like you've gone back to a natural color. Is this your natural color hair? This is closer to my natural color. This is henna coloring, but I had bright pink hair on the pilgrimage, which was a wonder and a delight. And I loved that year of pink hair in my life. And maybe I'll go back to it someday, but I'm turning 40 in a few weeks. So my natural is much more boring than it ever has been before. 40 is awesome though. I'm excited. I always have a lot of anticipation and angst about my birthday before it happens. And then as I get real close to it, I'm like, yeah, I earned it. I love being alive. And I'm so happy to be the age that I am. Yeah. I'm just a year ahead of you. And it's great over here. So Miranda, what question is bringing you here today? 
Well, on our pilgrimage, we had the chance to do a chaplaincy session. And I brought to that session a question about the relationship that I was in and the anxiety that I was having around the lack of progress in that relationship. Let's call him Frank because Frankenstein pilgrimage. So Frank and I have now been together for approaching five years And you helped me see the value in partnership and in choosing comfort and pleasure for my relationship while still being able to pursue the things that I wanted. So after the pilgrimage, I did take some steps back in the relationship. I moved out and we are now what I would say is like in a weekend relationship where we see each other on the weekends, but it's not a full partnership. That is what I would like in my life. You know, I never thought that five years into this relationship, I wouldn't have married and have children. So my question is, should I continue to pursue this relationship in the sense of the comfort that it brings me in having some level of partnership and some level of physical pleasure? Or should I actually cut that off and cut my losses and move forward with my life. I'm so sorry. This sounds so frustrating. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is very frustrating. And in some ways, I'm like really at peace with it right now. There's a lot of joy in like being able to live my life day to day in my own space and do what I want to do, but not having a full partner, a partner who desires me in full and respects me fully. I'm not comfortable. I'm not fulfilled by that. Miranda, can you remind me? I remember that this was the question, that this was like a not fulfilling relationship for you and that that is what we discussed. Can you remind me sort of what conclusion we came to? The thing I took away, I don't remember your words word for word, except other than saying like, I think you said there is value in pleasure and don't underestimate the importance of comfort. Comfort is the word that comes to mind specifically. And I like, this is a very comfortable relationship. I feel all the control to like, well, (laughs) that's not true. I have control to, uh, no, no, I don't have control. That's the thing. I don't have control of it, right? Like I am currently setting terms that are acceptable to me, the control that I have is to continue or not to continue this relationship as is. But I have found that I can't ask more of it because there's not more to be had. Miranda, I'm I'm so scared of what I said. What I remember saying is go find someone else. And in the meantime, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable I just want to name that I'm very scared that I gave you horrible advice. Yeah, I don't think this was about what you said or didn't say to me. It's about what I took away and what I have been influenced by since in my life. And in fact, I have like the letter that I wrote to myself at the end of the pilgrimage. And here is what I wrote on the postcard. Are you happy? You deserve joy. Change your life. Is it enough? Do his plans include you? The love of your life is waiting for you. (laughs) So I feel better. Yeah, (laughs) Those are the clear takeaways that I wrote down a year and a half ago. (laughs) Okay. So what kind of relationship do you want? I want a partner who sees me fully and loves 
everything about me. I don't know if that's realistic. I hope it is. I want a relationship where I can also respect fully the person that I'm in relationship with and where I admire them and desire them. Then that is not something that I have found in this relationship or honestly any relationship that I've been in (laughs) very fully. Another thing we talked about at the time and I have not continued to explore is like my own queerness and desire to explore that queerness, which I, you know, this is very much a monogamous situation in the relationship. And so I don't have freedom to explore that while I maintain the relationship with Frank. Does this relationship make you feel bad? It did while we were living together, for sure. Okay. And that has, like, changed since I have moved out and stepped away. Now I have a lot more joy while we are together. But one of the concerning parts of this relationship is, I would say from the beginning, when we're together, for the most part, things are fine and happy and we laugh and we have a good time. And when we are apart, I am either frustrated buy it, or don't think about it at all. Okay, I'm going to come in hot. I'm going to come in shooting from the hip with a strong take, and I don't know if I mean it. I need you to tell me if I'm right. I am worried that this relationship is, like, bad for your self-respect and self-esteem. Yes. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it is. There have been a lot of challenges to my personal view of myself. One of his primary concerns, oh my gosh, you're going to hate this so much. One of his primary concerns when we were living together, why we couldn't move forward from his perspective is that like, I'm not the right body shape and I'm not good in bed. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Get out. Yeah, right? I didn't need to know those last two things. As soon as you said yes to the self-respect. That's all. Self-confidence. I was like, get out. Yeah. I hate him. (laughs) I hate him. (laughs) This isn't about my feelings. So marriage is hard. Relationships are hard, right? When you were describing what you want out of a relationship, I was like, oh, I don't really know a lot of people who feel that way about their long-term partners most of the time. It's just really hard. But I do think... Most of the relationships that I think are healthy, even though they're hard, like still being given space to feel confident and feel like you have self-respect. I really do see that in my friends' marriages. Like my close friends, I, I do feel like they share, I don't know, entirely honestly, but like honestly about their like deep hurts and frustrations in their marriage, right? And yet there's still this like, but he sees me and respects me. Or at least there's space that I can still respect myself. Like, that's the minimum. That's the minimum. I think he respects me and the things that I do with my life. And I think he admires me for like my goals and my impacts that I pursue in the world. But yeah, he he doesn't want me. It's not even about him. He doesn't make you feel like you can respect yourself. So, like, he could be doing everything right. And if he made you feel that, he's not doing everything right. He fucking sucks. And, like, 
<laughs> you're hot as hell. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, even if there was just something in your dynamic that, like, just made you feel bad about yourself, like, that's all that matters. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, and I... I feel like I've tried to explain that to him many times of like the way you're speaking to me and the things that you're saying, like, you're not allowed to say that to me. And he's gotten better, you know, about how he phrases things. But yeah, I can't ask for more. I can't demand anything in this relationship. So right now I'm just clinging to like the physical comfort of it, of having this weekend partner. So it's really scary though, to let go and uh, to... Yes. Imagine being alone. You wouldn't be alone. You'd be with a hot lady. (laughs) I don't even know where. How do I find the hot lady? I don't know. Oh, my God. Bumble. And you set your settings to buy or gay. What are you talking about? Hi, listeners. This is Naomi Westwater. You may know me from my previous classes at Not Sorry. I'm dropping into your feed today to let you know about an upcoming course I'm running starting March 17th called Creating Daily Ritual, Tarot as a Sacred Practice. In this course, I will teach you about the history and meaning of the cards in the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck and model how they can be used as a tool for self-reflection and creativity. Through lecture, discussion with your classmates, and solo journaling, I will aim to help you develop your individual connection with tarot, this ancient tool for meaning making. If you're looking to elevate your daily ritual, please join me starting Sunday evening, March 17th, for six weeks of habit building, learning, and community. Head to notsorryworks.com for more information. And be sure to check out our sliding scale pricing and scholarships listed on the website. That's notsorryworks.com. I really hear you on the like, it's so hard to let go. I mean, tell me what's hard about it. So I have been in a number of like long-term monogamous relationships since my 20s. And they have all ended with me walking away and saying like, I'm not getting what I need from this relationship. So I'm not afraid to blow up my life. I'm not afraid to start over. But I also know, like, the world is a lonely place. Now or later, like, I know what it is to spend my nights alone. I know what it is to not have someone to put down as an emergency contact. (laughs) It's really hard not to have somebody who just cares about the stupid things in your day and who you can reliably tell you know, who you are too. And I've tried really hard to start cultivating relationships with women my own age, people my own age, neighbors. I'm really working on my my local, local community. But people are busy and people have partners and people have kids. And so it is hard. It is hard to find someone who I can feel like I have as a best friend. Yeah. And there won't be someone making you feel bad about yourself. Except me, you know. (laughs) The normal battle we all fight with ourselves. Sure. There won't be someone helping you in that. Right. (laughs) I don't need anyone's help with that. Uh, Right. And he's, like, helping. I just will say, like, it doesn't need to be one person. It can be five people who you're like, oh, Annie has soccer. 
on Wednesdays. And so I'm going to text Susan today the meme, or I'm going to text all six of these people the meme and whoever responds, the per- right? Like, just I agree with you. Like, in this phase of our lives, things are just so busy. You're so great. I just know that you can have six people. And that that is not a long-term solution. I, in part, got married because I was like, I need someone to know all of my medical problems. <laughs> like, I really get it. Wanting a witness who witnesses it all, right? Who can, like, yeah. see the whole thing. I just think, like, this guy isn't that already. Because he doesn't see you Monday through Friday. And he's holding you back from finding that person. And there are really good stop gaps in the meantime. And I'm holding him back as well. That's the other part of it. The like, and who, oh, who, who cares? fucking cares? <laughs> who cares about him? But like, also, it's not good for him. I like can't tell you how little I, <laughs> I have not cared so little about something in so long. <laughs> And that's what every, every one of my good friends, you know, like they know this, like I'm embarrassed to be around them. Like there is a social stigma for me at this point of like sticking with him and they get it. Like they get it. They're supportive of like, do what you want. We're here for you. But like I said to myself years ago, if I was my friend, I would be like, get out, get out. What are you doing? Staying with this guy. Well, what are you doing? Staying with this guy. I'm having decent sex with this guy is what I'm doing. I don't know. Meet someone on Tinder and create a, like, weekly schedule with that person. And you get to audition people in the meantime, and that's fun. Like, sex is great, but, like, (laughs) you will not have a hard time finding sex with someone who is obsessed with your body. That's true. I have to remember that. Someone should be telling you, I love your body. Every time you're having sex with them. Yes. That is something I deeply believe to be true and have not had for years. Okay. Three months from now, it's still winter. You've broken up with Frank. It's Saturday night. Mm. What are you doing? I am probably texting with some cutie girl who (laughs) I am, like, pursuing a deep flirtation with. And I'm not missing Frank. Okay. Yeah. Three months from now, like, mid-January, it's cold out and it's a Saturday night and you're with Frank. I'm disappointed because it's another... Saturday night with Frank (laughs) and I know exactly what I'm going to have and what I'm going to get and what I can't ask for. Here's the thing. I just think you're ready to leave. The fact that you weren't like, oh, it's January. I'm probably home watching Netflix and sat that you were like, I'm probably flirting with a cute girl. Like you're ready. Yeah. And I keep asking people this question, waiting for someone to like make it happen. And I also know in my own mind that like, I just have to do it. And I, I'm carrying the shame of like, you've known this for years. Right. And so I've tried, I have to cut my losses and like, 
I do not believe in throwing good money after bad, right? I I want something new. Yeah, sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, we talked about that last weekend. He was like, well, we can't just give up after all this time. And I was like, you are an economist, sir. <laughs> like, you know the fallacy there. <laughs> and he, I think he agrees. And I think he just does not have the courage to end it. And I'm so tired of having to be courageous, but I also, you know, it's better to be the breaker upper yeah. than to be the broken up. <laughs> with. <laughs> Miranda, it just sounds like you're mostly gone and you just yeah. need like, you don't even need a push. Like you need someone to like sneeze near you to be the breeze <laughs> that'll push you. What I need to do, I need to reach out to my community and say, I'm making the decision. Like I have to do it and I need your support. And I do think I have people that will be there for me and will stand up and say, like, send me the memes. You know, I have a friend who has said, like, I will be your emergency contact. So I just need to trust that and trust that, like, I could bear a little loneliness. Like, that's okay. Obviously you can. You are now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's true. Is there a reason it's a Thursday when we're recording? Is there a reason that you can't do this on Saturday? Show up with three empty boxes and be like, hey, Frank, today's the day I'm out. There is no reason other than... Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be. You can be like, no, give me three more weeks. Right? Like, I'm just... <sighs> well, I'm trying so to sneeze at your back. I need to be really clear about what the boundaries are. Am I blocking his number or am I open to being friends? And he's probably the only person I've dated where I can actually see having like a healthy friendship with afterwards. That's one of the things I like about him. And I agree, I don't owe him anything, but I still have like, I still care about him. Of course, of course. I don't know why, Miranda, but lately I've been thinking about life a lot as if it's a game of double dutch. It's like all about getting in and out. And you're getting out of a very fast-moving double dutch where you've been hopping in a certain way at a certain rhythm for a really long time. And now you're looking for your way out, and you've been looking for your way out for a long time. And you, like, might get lightly smacked in the face with ropes. Like, you might make a mistake on the way out. It doesn't matter, right? Like, you don't have to do a perfect 10 breakup. Yeah. You just got to give yourself space to love yourself again. I need to get my stuff out of his house. And yeah, I need to, I need to move forward. What about sex? Yeah. What about, exactly. (laughs) Does that mean I can't have decent sex with him anymore again? I don't know. Do you really not know? I know. You need to stop having sex with him. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I do for the sake of of like being able to move forward emotionally and finding the joy, right? Like I'm not finding joy in this relationship and it is correct to say that like the physical side of our relationship has been a huge mental and spiritual burden for a long time because of what he says about my body, like me knowing that the physical side is not ever going to compensate for the lack of 
actual partnership. So in order to have a better chance at like a positive physical side, I need to break this connection. Okay. Well, so just to repeat the to-do list, Mm. you show up with six boxes and whatever on Saturday, no goodbye sex, retroactively go back last Saturday and be like, that was goodbye sex. I'm going to reach out to my community. I'm going to let them know this is happening. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my stuff. Okay. You deserve, you deserve someone who's like, oh man, you're awesome. And you're hot. Yeah, I am. Because you are. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, I want to let you know, we heard from Miranda. It's been about a week since we spoke, and she broke up with him, had some friends come with her to help pack her up, and she's out of there. You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you are a regular listener, we would really love your support. Another way that you can support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at realquestionpod. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, and Shannon Sheehan. We are an outside production. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister. We are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. A big thanks to Miranda for joining us today. And thanks, as always, to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Natalie Folkerts, Casper Turkyle, and Stephanie Paul. Hi, listeners. This is Naomi Westwater. You may know me from my previous classes at Not Sorry. I'm dropping into your feed today to let you know about an upcoming course I'm running starting March 17th called Creating Daily Ritual Tarot as a Sacred Practice. In this course, I will teach you about the history and meaning of the cards in the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck and model how they can be used as a tool for self-reflection and creativity. Through lecture, discussion with your classmates, and solo journaling, I will aim to help you develop your individual connection with tarot, this ancient tool for meaning-making. If you're looking to elevate your daily ritual, please join me starting Sunday evening, March 17th, for six weeks of habit-building, learning, and community. Head to notsorryworks.com for more information and be sure to check out our sliding scale pricing and scholarships listed on the website. That's notsorryworks.com.